Now we're here and Murray Kinsella is in Eden Park in Auckland and we're going to pick over the Lions' defeat to the Auckland Blues this morning. Murray, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Murray, obviously first defeat of the tour for the Lions, Ryan Gatlin's side slipping to defeat this morning. I mean, what did you kind of make of the performance overall? Obviously it was much improved to the one on Saturday against the Provincial Barbarians, but obviously disappointing to come out on the wrong side of the result. Yeah, a definite step forward in, in terms of how they actually played. You mentioned it's the first defeat, but the, the game on, in Fangarai actually felt like a defeat, a small uh, win over a, a pretty poor side. And um, so already the pressure is kind of starting to mount on the lines and, and the New Zealand press haven't been slow to kind of plough in and get stuck in. Even after the game here, you're already seeing uh, a couple of controversial kind of columns coming out. But um, yeah, it, it moved forward in the pitch in terms of that scrum, that maul, there was a little bit more cohesion in attack, um, still some big errors, and, and it wasn't a great Lions performance by any means, but they're putting a positive slant on this. They're saying, we've progressed, we're only two games into a tour, um, and the, the thing we're here to do is actually beat the All Blacks in a test series. So I don't think they're panicking just yet, but I think certainly on the outside, they're starting to worry um, about this Lions tour. We knew it was going to be the toughest tour of all time, really, and we're seeing against the worst uh, Kiwi Super Rugby team, the Lions can't even win. So, yeah, progress is good, but you want progress and wins because momentum is obviously going to be key coming into that test series. What we've seen from both games so far is kind of the inaccuracies and that kind of stems naturally from the fact that, you know, these are new combinations and, and players are kind of getting used to playing with each other. You spoke just before we came on air about, you know, that was evident again this morning. I mean, is that one of the, the contributing factors to this kind of slow start to the tour? Yeah, definitely. I, th I think you're seeing the big errors in the games. Like, let's take that last-minute line-out, which is obviously going to be a, a massive focus. You get it five metres out, you have a chance to go and win the game, and it would have been a huge moment for the tour because it would have lifted the, the entire squad. Um, and the line-out line just completely mal malfunctions. Rory Best is going to take a lot of flack for that, for his throw, but it's a collective failing. You know, the, the call was wrong there. You could see there was a miscommunication in the middle of the lineup. The movement was wrong. The lifters and the jumper actually got mixed up. So, so there was a lot happening in, in that kind of short space of time. I think that's kind of symptomatic of where the lines are. Um, and even in defence, you're seeing it as well. When Rico Iuani scored early in the game, there was just that little bit of confusion in the defensive line. Jack Noel comes forward. Other guys sit off. And there's a bit of tightness around that rock as well. Now, having said that, it's obviously understandable that there's going to be a lack of cohesion early in a tour. But having said that, these guys are, are the best of the best. Um, uh, and, and bringing together that kind of force, uh, the strength of four nations should surely be able to beat um, the provincial variants quite well and certainly beat the Blues, who, as we've said, are, are the weakest of the Kiwi teams. But you're already seeing the strength and depth of Kiwi rugby. Um, some exceptional players out there, guys like Sonny Bill Williams, who are going to feature for the All Blacks, but also guys who are just super rugby players, and that's the kind of extent of their their capabilities. But um, it, it just shows exactly what kind of tasks the Lions are up against, and and certainly they need that cohesion to, to happen pretty quickly because the games come thick and fast. On Saturday, they're up against arguably one of the best teams, well, certainly one of the best teams in club rugby in, in the world. The Crusaders are undefeated. They've been absolutely outstanding in Super Rugby and they lead the way. So, yeah, they need to find that cohesion very quickly. Well, you know, you mentioned their Crusaders, that the, the tests are coming thick and fast and they're getting harder as the, as the games go on. In terms of the Crusaders, one of the, the aspects of today's game that cost the lines was the lack of discipline. I think it was 13 penalties in total and, and two free kicks and obviously Liam Williams was sent to the bin. I mean, that obviously was a, was a huge factor in today. But there's no real excuse for that in terms of rustiness and, and you know the lack of cohesion. That was just down to, to indiscipline. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's sloppiness and um, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly why that is. We can say maybe that their approach and training isn't, isn't being disciplined enough. You know, that's like famously Joe Schmidt's flat in Ireland camps. He, he's, he's incredibly tough on it, on his players in terms of their discipline. Um, the Lions so far on this tour have been ill-disciplined and, and that points to a little bit of a lack of focus. You're seeing something like Justin Tipperick getting done twice in about two or three minutes for not rolling away, the same penalty. Uh, you're seeing Maru Itoja get warned by the referee not to step across that line, the line in, in the line out and in the blue space and he goes and does it again, gives away a crucial penalty. So silly things from players who, who should certainly know a lot better. So maybe there is that sense that the pressure is, is kind of piling on top of the lines and, and certainly that's only going to build this week. Um, I think the Kiwi press will, will be loving this and, and there's certainly going to be a bit of glee at seeing Gatland uh, lose his second game on tour they're, they're already hammering him over here and um, it's just going to build and build but yeah you're, you're absolutely right it's kind of unex it's inexcusable for, for players of this calibre to be that sloppy in terms of their discipline they've just got to get better because we saw the quality we see a guy like Sonny Bill Williams offloading to Ohio West he runs two defenders and scores a try and it happened just in the blink of an eye and then if you add on 13 penalties on top of that, you're, you're going to be in real trouble. Just before we move on to, I suppose, the, the couple of positives to come from the game and, and the Irish performances. Um, defence, Ireland is obviously the Lions defence coach. He's also the Irish defence coach. And, and today we saw that the, the Lions were kind of exposed out wide. And that's something that Ireland have been have been kind of exposing before. I mean, what do you... There's obviously huge improvements need to be made in there in, in the week going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the first place these Kiwi sides tend to look. They, they love playing to wit them, um, their passing and kick passing skills as well. I think we saw one from the, the really gifted Stephen Perfetta before that first Rico Iwani try down in the left corner here. Um, it's just, it's a very skillful approach and, and they can get the ball into that wide channel quite easily. What Farrell's system tends to do is place a really big demand on that guy on the outside edge, often the winger because he's by nature out on, out on that, that width, uh, to make a really important decision to either come up really hard and get, get ball and all um, if he doesn't do that, then his team's in big, big trouble. Uh, there's no real kind of backing away if, if they sense that there's no overlap here, I'm going to sit off. you got to go and you got to go. And you saw Jack Noel, he was caught out a few times that way uh, tonight because you get a one-on-one -on -one tackle against a big winger. Uh, they have so many big wingers in New Zealand, big, powerful guys. Um, mm -hmm. so, so it places great demands on those guys out wide. And there's no real safety net there. Um, it is a bit of a concern, and I think... The All Blacks will certainly be uh, eyeing that up as a big opportunity. On top of that, we actually saw the Blues early in the second half. They narrowed up a little bit just around the fringes of the Rooks because I think the Lions actually adapted a little bit. They tried to get a bit more width and spacing. And we saw Sonny Bill Williams come off Augustine Pulu a few times, a short little pass off his shoulder. Uh, we saw Pulu himself snipe as well. So it shows that the Kiwi teams are also tactically aware enough that if you adapt your defence, they'll hit you somewhere else. It, it really comes from all angles. Um, and it's going to be tough, tough, tough in that test series. As you touched on before, Warren Gatland, you've just come out of his press conference and he was keen to stress the positives. And there was a couple, particularly, I suppose, the set piece, the scrum was, was particularly strong. And, and central to that was, was Jack McGrath and CJ Stander, who both had, who have both had extremely solid games. Yeah, I think Jack McGrath is probably the one to do best out of the Irish involvement. A really, really strong scrummaging performance up against Charlie Famuina, who's obviously an All Blacks prop. And he did really well, uh, along with Dan Cole over on the other side. Also, Carl Sinclair and Joe Marr off the bench did really well. And I think that's going to be a massive area for the Lions. There always was going to be that set piece. Uh, we have big Six Nations forwards, guys who are doing this every weekend for their club as well. So I think they're going to 
see from tonight's game that that is the big area for them. The mall was really strong when it got going. CJ Sanders' try, of course, came from there. And it was a really excellent mall, really patient. Uh, they kind of just waited and waited, and Sander picked his moment and burst through. So those two areas in particular are hugely encouraging for the Lions. I don't know if that's enough alone to win a, win a test series, but when you add that to Lee Halfpenny's really strong place kicking, um, I thought he was was pretty solid as well on his first outing after Stuart Hogg had a, had a bit of a nightmare against the uh, Barbarians. Um, I think those three elements were always going to play a massive role, um, and I think even more so now that we're seeing just um, how difficult it is to get a to get a cohesive attacking effort. Having said that, the Lions are they're trying. They're they, they're talking a lot about this attacking width and and kind of freer kind of chaos is the word they're using a lot. Uh, a game featuring that chaos, so turnover and kick return. Um, but in, in, in attacking phase play, I thought we saw progress there. They have that one-three-three-one shape, where you have two pods of forwards in between the two 15-meter lines, and you have two of your loose forwards hanging out wide. And um, so they're getting a bit of width there. The passing is probably a little bit off. The decision making is a little bit off. But yeah, there are signs of, of maybe progress there. And um, the only thing is, you're playing a, a test match against the All Blacks. Uh, pretty soon and it's going to be difficult to really push that to the level that it needs to be at. You mentioned Jack McGrath is probably the, the outstanding Irish um, contributor in that game. I mean, what did you kind of make of the performance of the others? I mean, Jared Payne was unfortunate he had to go off and Gatlin confirmed in his press conference that it was a relapse of that calf injury. So that's really unfortunate for him because it was such a big night for him. Yeah, really disappointing. Returning to Eden Park where he played with the Blues in 2011. Um, he nearly got in for a try in the first half, choked off correctly by the TMO and um, didn't really get too involved in the game other than that it was, it was a quiet night for him the game just didn't flow his way so I think probably a missed opportunity for him and the fact that calf cramped up again it's, it's, it's an issue he hasn't played a lot of rugby um, this season really certainly since Christmas and uh, since November rather when he had that really serious kidney injury uh, so didn't really go his way and in a tour like this you don't get too many opportunities and um, he already missed the Barbarians match so for him a, a, a tough night standard <coughs> I thought he had a poor start. Uh, Tony Bill Williams stripped him early on, but he grew into the game. He topped the tackle charts, topped the ball carrying charts as well, as he always tends to do, and, and he gives you a huge work rate. I don't know if he's quite at Billy Vinopola's level in terms of the variety of his, of his game, but, but certainly a strong start. I still think to, uh, Talupe Falatau is going to be the, the test number eight, um, but CJ, CJ Sander will push him hard. Guys like Peter Romani, Ian Henderson, Rory Best didn't get a whole lot of time off the bench. Um, although the Henderson and Bess were involved in that late line-out loss. Um, whereas Johnny Sexton did. He got, a, he got a long stint off the bench when he didn't really expect to, um, having started the, 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 the first match. Uh, I thought he had some good touches coming off the bench. Uh, he looked a little bit sharper, but obviously a, a missed tackle for that, that winning try. And I think he had another missed tackle as well. So it didn't really go his way again. Um, and as we're saying, you, you, know, you don't get a lot of chances. Owen Farrell's going to start against the Crusaders on Saturday. He's likely to play against the Mary on Saturday at 10, uh, and it's looking almost certain now that he's going to be the Test 10 as well. Um, so it's been a disappointing tour for, for Johnny Sexton so far. He looks to be, I think, short of confidence, um, and maybe just lacking in um, the kind of the kind of uh, fluidity an out half gets from playing a lot of games back-to-back. Uh, yeah, tough, tough night for him again, I think. Sure. You're off to, to Christchurch now, um, as you said, for, for Saturday's game against Crusaders. I mean, what does what does Gatland and the squad need to do between now and then to make those vast improvements that are obviously needed? Because, as you touched on before, that the Blues to Crusaders is a huge step up. Yeah, you do, they don't have a lot of time. You know, they travel tomorrow. We're all on the road. For, first thing tomorrow, fly down to Christchurch. You get a quick training session on Friday, <coughs> excuse me, and you're, you're playing on, on Saturday. So... 
there's not a lot of time to do a lot of work beyond your video analysis. I think what he does have is a really strong core of a team coming in. The guys who haven't started a game yet, you know, we mentioned Farrell, you've got John Davies, you've got Connor Murray. There's your halfback pairing for the tests, most likely. Peter Manny, Sean O'Brien, Mako Vunipola, Tyke Furlong, George Cruz. And you've got Liam Williams as well, who had a brainless, brainless moment tonight when he followed a, a tackle in the air up with another one to get sinbinned. And also you've got George North. So there's 11 players, 11 probable test starters coming in to your Saturday team. And he just got to hope that those big names and big players bring a big performance because you're getting to the stage where you need momentum. Um, and they can talk all they want about losing games but getting a better collective performance. But I just think, especially when you're playing the All Blacks, you, you need that confidence. And if you're getting if you're getting beaten by the Super Rugby teams, it's going to be really hard to build that. So even beyond the performance, I actually think a, a win is, is just going to be massive, massive this weekend against the Crusaders. They, they have those, those strong players coming in, a core group and I think Farrell's a really really big leader in this group you saw it against the Barbarians when he came off the bench he's just so full of energy a really good body language and I think he's going to drive a drive a better performance um, but the Crusaders are a very good team they're a very very good team they have a lot of talent as we saw the Blues have tonight um, and I, I think it's a really really big ask Just before we let you go Murray um, you speak about Gatland and the positive spin he's trying to put on things and he's naturally any head coach is going to try to do that but do you think he is now feeling the pressure you know you've touched on the the New Zealand media and they're going to you know, take every opportunity to, to put the pressure on the lines but do you think now the head coach is, is starting to feel it? Yeah, he's, he, can be, he can be a tough one to figure out. Look, he's very experienced. He, he's been through all this kind of thing before. He understands media pressure well. I thought he bit down on the Warren Bowl thing a little bit too easily during the week. It was brought up in a press conference um, and he looked quite agitated about it. Uh, two pretty strong answers um, and then just as he was leaving the room he kind of there was, there was a muttering under his breath and a bit of cursing, and it seemed like it had got to him, you know. And, of course, the, the Kiwis absolutely jumped on this, you know. Uh, they ran on their back pages. They've been kind of mocking him up again. And, and every, every time you get the New Zealand Herald in the morning, there's Gatlin on the front page, them talking about how much pressure he's under. And I know he hates that newspaper. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of pressure there. I think every head coach in the world feels that, and particularly when you're in a situation like this where everyone's writing them off where it looks like it's going to be tougher than ever to pick up a few wins. Um, it, it would be weird for him not to feel that pressure. I think he's experienced enough to manage it. I think he's experienced enough uh, to keep the squad positive, um, certainly for at least another week. But if they lose to Crusaders, he's got a really tough uh, task on his hands. The, the kind of doubt is really going to be in the players' minds at that stage. Um, so it's, it's definitely the biggest test of, of his career, I think. We knew that coming in, and, and it's been hammered home by not only the Blues, but also the Barbarians. Um, and there's far, far tougher to come. So, yeah, it could be a, could be a miserable few weeks for Gatlin in New yeah. Zealand. Just finally, can you see the Lions going out in, in Christchurch on, on Saturday and beating the Crusaders and, and injecting their tour with that much-needed momentum that you speak of? Yeah, I, I, right now I think they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose on Saturday. Um, you just have to hope that they, they display a bit more of that cohesion we've spoken about, that those big players... Um, come through unscathed uh, in terms of injuries as well, which they've been pretty lucky with so far. Uh, Dan Bigger failed the HIA today, but that's pretty much it at the moment. Um, I don't think they're going to beat the Crusaders. I just, think, I just see too much form there. Interesting, Gatlin said he believes that uh, these Super Rugby teams are going to be as difficult as the All Blacks because they've been together so long. They're such, um, uh, they understand each other so well and they're getting such a kind of, a kind of united performance together. So 
again, that's probably a bit of a positive spin, but they're really, really difficult asks. Um, and for me, I think the Crusaders right now are a better rugby team than the Lions yeah. are. Big couple of days certainly ahead for the Lions. Um, Murray, we'll let you go before you get kicked out of the press box at Eden Park. Thanks a million for joining us. <laughs> Cheers, Ryan. Thanks for joining us, and, and we'll talk to you on Saturday again.